great deal of respect for her. And, uh, but you know what? I may come from nothing, but I'm gonna give it everything. And <laughs> yeah, as I said, I'm gonna slap the tapes out of them. Now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and this week we are joined by Tony Storm, new SmackDown superstar, Tony Storm. How's it going? It's great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it, obviously. Now, I want to start this off asking you what I ask everyone else at the beginning of each episode, and that's how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on TV? Um, it's funny you ask that because for the first time ever, I feel like I'm actually truly being myself. Um, like, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm giving the real me out there and I'm not portraying an act anymore. You know what I mean? Not that I ever was, you know what I mean? But I feel more um, real and honest about uh, who I'm giving you, who I'm giving uh, the universe, the WWE universe. So yeah, I'm, I'm being myself out there well and truly at the moment. Well, I feel like, you know, Sometimes when people who are starting out in wrestling, I mean, you've been wrestling like your whole entire life probably, right? It feels like, right? Like what, like 13, 12, something like that? And you have to like kind of almost create a character of who you want to be. So it's kind of cool to hear that now you've almost grown into the character that you had been portraying and now it feels authentic to you. Yeah, it's, it's been um, a strange few weeks, months actually, because I feel like I've been trying to portray a certain image that wasn't completely authentically me. And you know, you, uh, being around for a while, I, you know, you start to get in your own head about, oh, how should, what, you know, how do I want to portray myself? How, who do I want to show the world? And um, just recently, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm here now. And you know what? I am more than enough of a character to go. I don't need to change anything. <laughs> oh, you know what? How about I just stop and just be me? And it's been, it's, so far it's been working out great. I got what I wanted. So... Yeah. Well, what three words would you use to describe yourself? I don't know how to put it into three words, but I'd say I'm just, you know, I've, I've been on this road a long time and the, the journey to where I am now has been so treacherous and just, you know, and, and now I'm ready to just be like, you know, I'm not going to put on any kind of act. I'm just going to give you me exactly who I am and I'm going to, and I'm going to give everyone my heart and soul. and. That's just all I've ever wanted to do since I was a kid. And yeah, now, now that the whole world's watching, I'm just gonna be Tony. <laughs> it's hard though to drop that and to, to finally just not care about what people are gonna say or think or whatever. I think it helps that you're not on Twitter probably because you don't see everyone's comments. So you're able to be a little more uh, in, in the moment, I guess. I really am, I'm, I really am feeling it um, because you know, Twitter, Twitter is what it is and it's, and it's a useful, powerful tool, but at the same time, it's not the wrestling I fell in love with, you know what I mean? When I was a kid, for all, you know, I would watch my favorite WWE superstars and I wouldn't know anything about them. And I, I liked that. I liked the mystique of that and it, and it made me obsessed with them and um, made me want to become them. And now here I am, one of them. So I, I, I don't like um, giving too much out there in the world of social media, you know what I mean? Like I. I I'm just Tony Storm curtain a curtain. I think about that a lot, actually. If, if you knew like the basic real me, it, I wouldn't be as interesting. <laughs> 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 you know 
mean, you don't need to see the sandwich that I had <laughs> Tuesday morning at 10, 13. You don't need to, you know, that just, I don't want you knowing how lame I actually am. You know, I'm trying to be a star for you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, no, but that's actually like a great point because I mean, when you look at like people from the past, like the people who are like the stars, like the big stars that you grew up watching, like you didn't know anything about them. You didn't know what like random TV shows they were watching. You had no way of getting in contact with one of them or telling them that you hated them if you, or whoever, like you, you had no way of knowing any of that kind of stuff. And it's so different now compared to then. I could never as a kid just message, just have access to John Cena. You know what I mean? You can't just, you know, and that's, that's what I really, um, I really loved about it. I loved that. Oh my God, I wonder what they're really like as a per, you know, dare I say it, I think too much gets given away these days. No, I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I, I was, uh, I had watched, uh, I watched that Bo Burnham special Inside that was on Netflix and there's one part that stuck with me. It stuck with me for months because he, he was like, he's like laying on the floor and he's like got the microphone in his face and he's like all out of it. And he basically says like, maybe like, do we all have to have like an opinion? Do we all have to have an opinion on every single thing all at the same time in mass all day long? Like maybe that wasn't the best idea for us all to be doing that. No more opinions. No more opinions, I say. I say none of us should have opinions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna ask your opinion on something. Then. That would just right into an opinionated question yeah. then. Uh, so, okay, wait, question. Your whole, you got the whole rocker vibe. You got, you did that was part of your gimmick and stuff when you came in, you love eighties. I like to rock and roll. Uh, if you could go back and watch one band, if you go back in time and watch one band perform live, who would it be? Oh, Motley Crue. I mean, the, I was meant to see them last year, but you know, pandemic doing its thing, ruining everything. <laughs> I was meant to see them twice. Oh. One day, one day. But you know what, if it's, it's you know what, I'm just gonna keep it all in my head, my idea, my dream of them, and that's I can't believe, I feel like Motley Crue is like a more attainable band to what see live. A group of guys, you know what I mean? Like what they, the thing I like about them the most is they have such a crazy story as well. And they just, I don't know, they just, they've always been so entertaining to like watch how they were in the 80s. Yeah, cool. Like real badasses, you know? Yeah, uh, they were wild. See, then no one knew what they were tweeting. You know what I mean? That's why it was so cool. <laughs> Motley Crue should not have had a Twitter in the 80s. <laughs> they would have gotten arrested. It's almost as if everything was way cooler before then. Before it, we got all like judgmental. And you know what? Social media makes me feel crap about myself. I see it and I see how, and you know what? It's, but it's phony baloney, it's phony baloney land. You know, it's good for what it is and, it's, and it has its uses, but I like to stay me. Do you, have you noticed like a, like a more, like a, a boost to your positive mental health without it? Because I figured uh, there's nothing I could do to please everyone. There's really, trust me, <laughs> I'm not gonna be pleasing everyone. <laughs> Who is, you know, uh, but you know what? I'm, you know what I am gonna give people? I'm gonna give them my heart and my soul and you know, my body, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them everything I can physically in every fight that I give. And if that ain't enough, then I ain't doing this right. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think though, people just like to use social media as like a way to vent oh, yeah. in their personal life because they don't believe half the stuff they're saying most of the time, I feel like. Absolutely, yeah, it's something to do, especially with COVID. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we needed something to do. We needed to vent somewhere. <laughs> so I get it, I totally get it, but you know, I. I checked out a long time ago. Yeah, no, I've noticed. I, you don't even have like a burner account to lurk on every once in a while? No, I've totally checked out. Yeah, I think I think that's, it's, it has actually really boosted how I feel and stuff. I, I think it would be beneficial for a lot of people as well because 
we sit there and we refresh and we refresh and refresh and we see what everyone else is doing and it's like, oh, but I'm just sat here, and like, you know, and it's not a good realistic approach to how things actually are. That's why I didn't like using Instagram when, even though most people like, I know you're more of an Instagram person. You're, you know, you post on Instagram, I know, but I, I, that was always my problem with Instagram because I was always at home. And I was like, why well, don't I think cool to post on Instagram? I'm just like hanging out at home working and doing my thing, you know? It's saying that like, it's not all bad. Like some of the stuff on Instagram is absolutely hilarious. I like it for that. The, the content is, some of it is just great. <laughs> right? And I like to have a peek at what everyone's doing sometimes, but everything in moderation. You, know, yeah. you don't want to do anything too much. Have you messed with TikTok at all? Have you looked into TikTok? Uh, I, yeah, I haven't got TikTok, but I do, I, I mean, it's hard to avoid a TikTok these days, you know, they, that, it pops up on everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. I love that it's just a little um, snippet of entertainment to get you through the day. It's nice. Is there any advice that you would give to someone who is maybe thinking about deleting their social media and thinking, that, or anyone who has like social media that's maybe taking a toll on their mental health? Yeah, hey, just do what you need to do. If you need to check out for a while, then it's not, you know, it's... I hate how, uh, you know, it, it dominates people's lives a lot. And it's like, oh, you know, we get our, um, we get our heads too caught up in it sometimes. And yeah, we don't need that. Have a break, smell the flowers, breathe the fresh air. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's come over me. Maybe it's, maybe I'm finally growing up. I don't know. It was well, about time. I think our, our people like, I'm older than you, but people that like us who have grown up in social media, like you had social media your entire life. I've had social media since I was in junior high school and it's only gotten more and more progressively like in your life. Like where before it was like, oh, I'm doing a few blog posts here and there, like answering a, answering a few quizzes. And now it's like, you're in your phone 24 seven. And I wish that sometimes like I wasn't logging into every single app every single day. It does, it does take a toll. Yeah, just being in the moment is really important, I feel. And just the more I can be out there performing and people aren't looking at their phones or, you know, that's, that's, that's my goal. I want everyone to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people at concerts that are filming it on their phone. You're like, who's, who's watching that? Nobody wants to see their concert video on your phone. Live in the moment, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Well, and speaking of living in the moment, uh, congratulations on your recent engagement. Thank you. Were you expecting it? No. Oh my God. He really knows how to put on a show. <laughs> my God. Uh, yeah. Um, totally overwhelming. Um, oh, yeah. Totally unexpected. I was always just like, oh, you know, maybe it would be nice to go down Key West one day, and you know, and and then you know, he never really gave anything away, and then we went to our uh, new house together and we moved in together and on the front lawn he got down on one knee and I was like a quick yes uh, yeah <laughs> yes I'm marrying you oh my god he's the best that's adorable I wondered if because I, I saw the pictures but I, there wasn't like a lot of story to it so I it seemed like that was the case but I wasn't sure oh, I'm a cloud nine I don't, I don't it's, it's insane he's just the the sweetest nicest boy in the world and he really um he's really there for me so it's cool. Yeah, I'm really lucky. <laughs> Are you someone who's gonna want a big wedding with lots of people, or someone who's gonna want a small thing with like barely anybody there? You know, we are. So we we put together a guest list, and we realized how many people we actually know in in this industry as well. And we were like, oh my god, no, sorry. Um, maybe we'll just elope. 
Really? So you, once you saw the amount of people you'd have to invite? Absolutely not. Let's, um, let's take this money and, and spend it on a honeymoon or something. I don't know, something else that could, yeah, like it was just a lot. And we were like, you know what, that sounds like a lot of stress. And that's kind of the day we, we really want to have off and enjoy. So um, we don't know when yet, but hopefully soon we're just going to run off and, and just do it. Seal the deal. What? I feel like my mom would freaking kill me if I just eloped. Like, that's my main fear. Like, I would love to, yeah, let's just go. I've been my girlfriend for seven years. We just had our seven-year anniversary. And I've thought about it. We've thought about it. But my mom would kill me if I did that. Are you not worried about your family being like, what the heck? We wanted to see it. It's funny. I feel like I put them through so much stress anyway. With, like, me growing up in pro wrestling, I put them through enough. So it's like... They're like, oh yeah, like whatever's less stress. Sure, we'll just catch up and have a party afterwards. You, you go, you know, like do what you. <laughs> they're they're through with my with my crap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They've had enough of you. Like, uh, you do whatever you want. Whatever. Yeah, just just yeah, stay out of trouble, and <laughs> we'll be there when you need us. <laughs> Eloping does like sound nice because then you don't have the stress of like picking like bridesmaids and a maid of honor and all that kind of stuff. You just go to Vegas, have a guy dress as Elvis, do his thing. Yeah, I told Tegan Knox, I'm like, hey, uh, you're maid of honor because I promised you that like seven years ago, you know? You're still maid of honor. There's gonna be no wedding for you to attend, <laughs> but you're still maid of honor, you know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> you know? She seems like the type of friend who will drop everything and, and, and meet up at the elope session, so. Absolutely, I feel like, yeah, if I called her right now, like, mate, it's happening. She's like, <laughs> Oh, bloody hell, where do I need to be in a, in a little cute accent? You know, oh, God, she's the best. <laughs> I love that girl. Well, when did you find out you were being called up to SmackDown? Was it a few days before, a few weeks before, a few months before? Um, so I was just cruising along in NXT, minding my own business, and uh, I got called in for a few dark matches, and I didn't think too much of it. Didn't want to get too excited, you know what I mean? Because every time you're like, ooh, this is... A Never, never works out. So I just went along with it, um, did a few dark matches, did my best. Next thing I know, I'm on SmackDown. And it's been a crazy ride ever since. My, life, my whole life has changed. I'm a different person. I'm a whole different being. I'm a whole different thing now. Um, but yeah, here I am. What would you say is different from NXT to now? Oh, just the everything about it. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Just the entirety. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a whole new set of challenges. It's a whole new, it's a whole, it's been a whole new learning curve for me. Um, I'm really, I have a newfound appreciation for this. Obviously, you know, I have this undying respect for this industry. It's what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh wow. Like I have so much respect for what people do up here. And it's, um, it really is just, top-notch quality and I just I, I am just putting everything into uh, bettering myself and showing that I can I can hang here <laughs> has it been challenging though to try and like step up like that yeah definitely um, mentally especially just like oh wow I'm on, I'm in a whole different ball game now I gotta I gotta be at my a game not that I you know not that I have ever not been on my a game but uh, yeah, it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see where it takes me. I'm excited to see what happens to my life. <laughs> I feel like it's also, you know, like you said, you've been watching wrestling your entire life. You've been wrestling almost your entire life. And, uh, you know, now to be working alongside the people that you were, were reading about or, you know, watching from TV has to be just intimidating. Crazy, yeah, but I'm not gonna let myself be intimidated though. 
Um, I'm just gonna, you know, be on a different level, push myself harder, and um, yeah, it, it is scary though. Yeah, it's when you first walking in, you're like, oh wow, this is. Uh, it's time to get down to work. <laughs> when, when the vignette aired, though, like before, how long did how long before that did you know that you were going to be moving to SmackDown? The day of? Yeah. I hear, that's why I was asking, because I hear that a lot, where sometimes we're like, I didn't know until I saw the thing on Twitter. Wrestling is so crazy like that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like everything that's happened so far, even before I was even here, it was like, oh, well, this is happening, okay. Like, <laughs> so exciting. Adrenaline is, yeah, just an adrenaline rush all the time. Who was the first person you called when they told you, when you, when you found out that, that day that, that you were going to be airing on SmackDown? <laughs> I didn't really know what to do. I just kind of like... You know, just like fluffed around, like oh, I, I don't want to like talk about it in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know that feeling. Yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't really say much. I was just like, oh uh, yeah, this might be happening. Don't know if it is. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, just no, I didn't get my hopes up or anything because I was like, that's way. This is no, this is like the ultimate goal. This is like my life goal, my life dream. Um, so you know, hearing about, it, I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I believe that's when I see it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be on main. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna work with Vince McMahon. Okay, cool guy. And then there I turned up to work the next week and was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, he is sitting right there. Oh, oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I really hope I know what I'm doing by now. Huh? I really hope that I know what I'm doing by now. I really hope so. I really hope. <laughs> I'm sure they do too. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think I do. I mean, <laughs> there's no reason why not. It's not like I've ever had a break or anything. It's just been this. This has just been my thing for so long. So <laughs> hopefully I can pull it off. If I don't, then it'd be concerning. <laughs> be really concerning. <laughs> I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself right now. Has he, have you talked to Vince at all about what he wants out of your character? I mean, we've, we've only had a few chats so mm -hmm. far. We haven't um, had a chance to really get to know each other yet. But, um, you know, I'm sure if I can keep doing a good job and, you know, slap the taste out of that girl's mouth, then maybe there'll be some longer chats. <laughs> well, that girl, Charlotte, I, and uh, I, I don't know when this is airing, but it's, this is before. The, we're talking right before your match against Charlotte tonight. Do you feel? Are you feeling pressure right now? I'm feeling so much pressure, but I don't care. You know, I felt I felt all kinds of pressure in my time. She's not the first. You know, she's not the first person I've dealt with that's done a, like a thing or two like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's she's a flair, but yeah. Well, I'm Tony Storm, and I don't care. You know what? I don't care. That's the best attitude to have. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah, you, you, she's a flair and she's, you know, I have a great deal of respect for her. And, uh, but you know what? I may come from nothing, but I'm going to give it everything. And <laughs> yeah, as I said, I'm going to slap the taste out of my mouth. Just do, I'm just going to do what everyone wants me to do. Which is, that is what they seem to want you to do. Yeah, and guys, get your orders in. You know, I'm taking orders. <laughs> Whatever you need me to do to this girl, I'm going to do it. <laughs> she doesn't frighten me. I ain't scared of her. Is it hard though when you're, you know, you get the call up and then you kind of like are waiting for a couple months for like a thing to happen, you know? Is that hard when you're so used to just always doing stuff and wrestling and doing your thing to just kind of like be waiting for an opportunity? 
it's the worst. Yeah, yeah it's the worst. You, you just don't know. Because obviously wrestling is so unpredictable. Uh, next week you could be uh, main eventing and, and winning a title and, you know, everything could be happening. Or nothing. You don't know. Like this is, it's, it's show business at the end of the day and it's, it's a topsy-turvy industry. Um, so yeah, when, when you're sat in catering, it's not a good feeling, you know, just sitting there waiting for your shot, waiting for your big break, waiting to show everyone what you've worked your life to, to be good at it. So, and you just sat there like, Oh, when am I next? When am I next? What's happening? What's happening? And then when you, and now stuff starts happening, I'm still like, Ooh, you know, like <laughs> what's going on? Oh my God. What is my life? Yeah. Wild. <laughs> well, what do you do to get in the zone mentally before a match like this? Do you listen to music? Are you uh, just sit in the corner, stare at the wall type person? Yeah, I just breathe and I, uh, I just remind myself who the hell I am, you know, and I just go, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to give it all out there like I always have. And I'm going to have fun too. I'm going to have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy every second of it. Well, I mean, Staples is a pretty big arena. I mean, not just size-wise, but notoriety-wise. It's kind of cool that, you know, you're a packed Staples Center house. Yeah. Well, soon to be Crypto.com Arena house. I heard house. about that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you're against one of the top females in the entire company. I mean, it's got to feel like, like you said, this is your dream. So you've kind of like, I, I, I get goosebumps like when I see someone accomplishing their dream, you know, and it's, it, to me, this is like it. I mean, this is like where you're, you're here now. You know, this is, this, is, this is the thing that you've been working on since you were 13 years old. This is crazy. I mean, there was a, yeah, when I was 13, I was, <laughs> this was all uh, I was thinking about. And there was never a time where there, I turned my brain off or thought of something else. This is, I've just been loyal to this, to this dream, this dream. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Now it's all happening, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the most of it. I'm gonna do my damn best. I'm gonna really I'm gonna give them hell. <laughs> <laughs> did you have fun being part of the Survivor Series team this year? I did. Yeah, that was um, that was surreal. A huge. Uh, it felt like a huge step up from the first time I was out there. Just I was on Team NXT, got double eliminated by Natalia and Sasha, and walked backstage with my tail between my legs. You know, like, and then you know, I felt, you know, I had a few couple eliminations in there. I, I felt pretty good about myself. That's good. How, how would you say you progressed as a performer since the last time you were in Survivor Series? Yeah, I feel I feel totally different. I feel um, like I'm in a way better place. Um, I was in NXT UK back then. You know, that was a, a pre-pandemic world, crazy times. Um, I've had a lot of time to really evolve and grow up, and um, yeah, just improve. And I was able to give. I was able to give the crowd a better me that time, which is cool, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going that way. Do you think the pandemic gave you, like, time to crack, like, to work on you more as a performer a little bit, since you weren't always on the road and always like out and about? You had more time at home. Yeah, I got to, I got to know myself a little more. You know what I mean? I got to know real Tony a little bit because it's been just years of constant. Just being Tony Storm, just, uh, you know, traveling all around, uh, working all around, just doing this constantly. And then I was kind of forced to be alone and locked away. And, you know, and I was in like north of England when it happened and by myself. And I, and I was given so much time. I was alone so much. And at first I hated it. And then I really like started to enjoy it and and know more about me and, and was more in touch with myself and 
and it was a good opportunity to like learn uh, yeah just more about who I am and um, what I want out of life and so in that sense that like there was the positivity there I guess but I mean it still sucked <laughs> <laughs> just just for the record pandemic sucked I mean it totally sucked no, I'm not trying to say the pandemic was cool at all guys you're wrong there was no enjoyment you know what I mean it was just like the worst but it was it was a good time to really um focus on who I am as a person I think everyone needs that from time to time I think that was the biggest silver lining of the pandemic I mean obviously like you said terrible dies awful 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 time but it also gave like, a lot of people time to catch up like that was kind of how i felt like, it gave me time to like catch up you know you're always kind of feeling yeah. like you're behind you're like chasing something you know and it was yeah. kind of like oh okay i can kind of like catch up you i know? really settled yeah and it was actually where my fiance came into my life we, we were friends for so many years and i didn't realize what was there the whole time until the pandemic hit and he messaged me out the blue and i was like uh-huh all right yeah, you. <laughs> Gonna marry you. Cool. <laughs> you know, everything like comes together really clear. And then it was, um, unfortunately, it was, a, it was a bit of a bad time for the pandemic to happen because I was in the process of moving to America. And so that just totally sucks, you know what I mean? Oh my God, I, was, I got rid of my apartment, tried to move to the US and then was stopped. It, it couldn't get, yeah. Yeah, because you had to do the, I, I remember you like posting pictures, you had to do the whole like go to Mexico thing to get here, right? Yeah, it was like I was couch surfing with friends in, in London and then I was, uh, next thing I know I'm in Mexico. Because I was like, I did a two week quarantine out there and yep. then got to America and oh my God, yeah. And I was, I was in Mexico for two weeks by myself. As I was, wow, you were totally by yourself in Mexico? Yeah, I was just left with me and my thoughts. Dang, that's, <laughs> were you like at a resort just alone? Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's I, crazy. I was at a couple's resort actually. I looked like I, I had the biggest loser, like I had been stood up for two weeks in Mexico. Like I was the only one and I like, I, God, it was embarrassing, but it was bittersweet. You know, I couldn't complain. I couldn't complain. I'm in Mexico, like this really nice place, but I'm so alone. And in a foreign country I've never been to before. What What the hell? That was your first time going to Mexico too? Uh, I had no you idea. You wrestled there or anything? And I had only ever heard about Mexico in the movies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, all right, well, I got to... I gotta do something. I can't just stay in England with no home. I gotta go, I gotta do something. So I just went and hoped for the best. And yeah, and I just eventually wound up in Orlando, Florida, like, okay. And you know what? I'm never moving again. <laughs> Everyone's coming to me. I ain't going anywhere. Everyone's coming to me. I'm, I don't travel anymore. I don't move anymore. You're just done, you're done. I travel for work and that is it. <laughs> I'm at home on the couch. Yeah. If I'm not here, yeah. yeah. Traveling, no. But this, the fact that you had to do all that during the pandemic, I can't believe you had to move out here during the pandemic. Like, it's one thing to just travel here during the pandemic, which is already a lot, but to move out here during the pandemic. Timed that right, didn't oh. I? Timed that perfectly. Oh. I, why didn't I, like, why couldn't I, like, six months or even three months prior? Yes. It was literally a week. I was, I was due to go in a week, and then Trump went, yeah, we're cutting all UK flights. And I was like, oh no, not me though. You know, when you like don't think it's gonna happen to you and you're like, oh, no, that doesn't apply to me. I work and on it, TV, you and, it, count with me, right? <laughs> and it did, it really applied to me. I found out the hard way it really applied to me because I was on my friend's couch, like, oh, this applies to me. You're I'm not going anywhere for a while. Scanning the fine print, like, where's my name in here? I'm okay, right? <laughs> Went through all kinds to try and get it. Oh my God, yeah. So never again, never leaving the doorstep. Uh, well, next month will be the three-year anniversary of 
you winning the NXT UK Women's Championship at TakeOver Blackpool, which that's a surprise to you. It felt like time flies, right? Oh my God, yes it does. <laughs> How important was that match for you in carving out your name in WWE? Oh my God, that, that really changed everything for me. Um, it was just precious memories, you know? Like I think back and I, like, I, I really thought that I knew what I was doing, you know? I had no idea. That was only three years ago. No, I had no I, I still don't know. I mean, I have a, <laughs> maybe I have a better idea now. I don't know. But yeah, I, oh, it was ironic because Charlotte was actually there for that. And then she saw me. So yeah. Nice full circle there. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. Now, I'm, now it's me and her. So. Is, is Rhea Ripley one of your favorite opponents? Yeah. Yeah, I love that girl. I love you. You guys have great chemistry together. Yeah, love, hate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've, um, yeah, I've, it's been a while since uh, we've, we've had a match. I'm not opposed to the idea. I'll well, beat her again. You'd have to get on the same brand first, but it, it, it could happen. Sometime. There's a possibility. Yeah, I'm sure we'll meet again. Yeah. Is there anyone in NXT UK that's still out there right now that you think that, that you'd like to see brought up to the main roster? <sighs> There's just... I'm so proud of all of them. I, I look back on their stuff now and I'm like, wow. Um, and I miss, I miss those girls. I, I, dare I say it, I miss Ginny, you know? Like, <laughs> I miss her, I miss Isla Dawn, I miss oh, even Nina Samuels, even old Nina Samuels. And I, I'm proud of all the girls in NXT UK. Um, oh, I miss them. I can't even talk about it, I'll get emotional. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing so well. I hope that they, I hope to see all of them out here with me. I, uh, they're just um, uh, very, just so highly talented. And, and you know, the world needs to see them. The world needs to see how, just how great they are. I feel like Ginny is a, uh, when she makes it up here, she's gonna kill it. She's an absolute savage. I've never been in the ring with anyone so savage in all my life. She'll take your eyes out. <laughs> You know, she doesn't like care, you know, she's great. I, I, but you know, I, I love it. She brings, um, she's, she's brought out quite the beast in me, you know, in the past. I'd like to see how it go down these days. It'd be cool. Who designs all your gear? Cause you always have like the cool, I mean like when you walked in, I was like, I wonder if she's gonna like have a whole like leather getup too. And you full on leather, you got the whole thing here. I know. Do you help, like, do you have input in it in like some of the gear that you make or do you have someone that just you let go to town on for you? Um, yeah. Uh, the, the lady who makes my gear in England, um, I kind of give a little bit of uh, like creative freedom to, just to be like, yeah, you know, because I can't think of that many ideas, you know what I mean? Yes! <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I like the whole leather thing. It's just my go-to. It's just easy. I don't know. I don't know. Just like my leather. <laughs> I feel strong, okay? Maybe I just feel tough. Have I no. thought about that? Maybe I feel tough no, and I feel better. No, I, that's why I was asking kind of because I feel like when you when you decide like I'm gonna be a leather person, like it's a choice, you know, because like you have to just, you have to own that you're wearing leather. Like I tried to buy a leather jacket once and it was like, I just felt so like out of place in it. Like I don't have a motorcycle. Like, I don't know if I can wear this. Yeah, I feel like um, if you've got a leather jacket, you know, you're good for any occasion, basically. You're good, you're gonna, you're gonna ride a motorcycle. Cool, you, you ride it. You're gonna kick someone's ass. Looks good when you're wearing a leather jacket. You know what I mean? So that's, I guess that's more my motive. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's, it looks great when you kick the crap out of someone. It, it does. No, I'm not going to argue. I wouldn't argue that at and all. And you're wearing leather? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It looks awesome to beat people up in. Yeah, I listened to another podcast called This Is Important. The Workaholics guys do it. And 
Adam Devine said that he bought a leather jacket once and everyone was trying to fight him afterwards, so he stopped wearing it. And I was like, that makes sense. That's why I wouldn't do it. Because it, he, he said he'd go out and people just thought that he thought he was tough and had to like, <laughs> let him know he wasn't. So I get that, oh, you know? God. Yeah. All right, well, I've gotten to the end here, but I like to end each interview talking with my guest about their finishing move. It's a segment I call the finishing move, very original. Uh, who is your favorite person to hit one of your finishing moves on and why? Um, so I've got a new finisher. Um, and so far, I have only done it to Zoe Stark and Zelina Vega. Well, that's why I kept it. That's why I said that I didn't specify which one because you, yeah, you, your old one counts here too. Yes, yes, but my I'm I'm having fun with that new one. You know, I can't wait to hit it on Charlotte Flair and everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, I learned that move from my coach in England, Dean Allmark, who's um, been an absolute just great mentor in my life great coach and uh when i saw him do that i was like okay as your student i would really like it if i could uh steal that please and he gave me his blessing so yeah it's um yeah i'm proud to take a bit of my training school out there as well and um show the world it looks awesome I, the first time you did it i remember just like being like whoa like what did she just do <laughs> and it's fun because i didn't even know how it works no no i don't even know what i'm doing <laughs> what could possibly go wrong no i'm just kidding it's really fun it's just real fun and i'm gonna try and uh i'm gonna be trying to get that in as much as i can well i'm glad you said that because i that my, my the second question in this was going to be about the switch of finishing moves but i still want to know out of that move and the one you had before Who's your favorite person to hit your finishing move on? Rhea Ripley. There, I said it. <laughs> uh, and, and lastly here, what's the most memorable time that you hit one of your finishers and why? Um, oh, I always go back to it. The match I had with Mako Satamora, um, the semifinals for the Mae Young Classic. Um, you know, I had never felt exhaust, exhaustion like it. I'd never felt more beat up in my entire life beaten <laughs> beaten you're, up you're the first person out of all the episodes i've done so far where it was most memorable to them because they were in so much pain at the end of it usually it's like the biggest moment of their career i like that yours is like no i'll never forget how much pain i was in i've never felt worse you know, i never felt worse in all my life and i'll just that that that's i'll never forget that feeling and i i remember it because it was such a busy time uh, in my career and I, it was just as I was getting the ball rolling and getting my name out there and I wanted to do good in the Mayon Classic. I'd barely eaten around that Oh my God, I was wasting away. I was so exhausted. And then when I hit that move on, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to go eat now. But yeah, I'll never forget it. And then I went to IHOP and it was great. What, do you know what you ordered? Oh, blueberry pancakes, and I just was like, done, done, thank you. Never forget it. See that, I remember what I ate that night. I love it. That was my favorite, oh, that was my favorite pinfall ever. That's great. All right, well, thank you so much for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, now let me get some semantics out of the way here. Make sure that you go subscribe to Add a Character on whatever podcast platform that you listen on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever, make sure you're subscribed to this show on there. Also, make sure you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find the videos, video clips from Raw, SmackDown every week, and you can find this show in full premiering every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Also, make sure you follow WWE on Fox 
on all social media as well. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.